You're listening to The Horse Ownership Experience with Billy Koch and Michelle Yu. The fastest two-year-old of his crop, not this time. Giants Causeway's most brilliant two-year-old ever and a half-brother to Liam's map, sire of two grade one winners in his first crop. TDN said, too talented a horse with too good a pedigree to pass up. The time is now. Don't let this moment pass you by. Not this time, a tailor-made stallion. Not this time, full of run in the Iroquois. Look for his first two-year-olds this year. Welcome to another edition of the Horse Ownership Experience. I'm Billy Koch. I'm the founder and managing partner of the Little Red Feather Racing Club. Joining me from Parts Unknown, and I hear she's cooking, is Michelle Yu. Michelle, what are you making? No, I'm not cooking. I'm making. Oh, what are you making? I'm making. Uh, it's so lame. I am making an, uh, a stuffed animal that I am trying to embroider. My sister-in-law's baby is going to have to have open-heart surgery when oh, it's no. born, so I'm making it like a little stuffed animal that has like a heart with a um, Oh, that's very that's so much better than baking. I thought you were baking, not making. <laughs> but uh, well, we wish we wish her well, and that's terrible news to start the show, but we're going to I know, sorry. No, that's okay. Uh, listen. Uh w- this is 2020, so should we expect anything I less? know, right? Uh we have a great guest and he's actually on the phone with us right now his name is tom cagle and he is the owner of cz rocket who just won the sandy sprint championship before that the pat o'brien he's won like 16 straight races since he was claimed for forty thousand by uh, uh tom and pete miller and uh really appreciate you coming on the show tom no thanks for having me now you and i go way back i i, I think i've known you which pr- is great probably for God, it's, I forget how old I am. It's, it might be 30 years. Um, you've been in the game yeah. for a long, long time. Uh, tell us about how you got started in horse ownership and, and kind of a little bit about the Tom Cagle story. So I actually claimed my first horse in 1999. So uh, I, was, I wasn't I far it. off. 21 years. Yes, <laughs> 21 years. So uh, it was a $20,000 claimer. He came in dead last. His name was Wello. It was uh, with Mike Mikowski, and uh, I remember telling Mike, hey, hopefully you can fix this horse. Uh, <laughs> he runs a little better next time. And, uh, and believe it or not, he, he, we, we gelded him and uh, fixed his teeth, I think, if I remember right. And uh, he ended up running off three races in a row. And then... Uh, and you were hooked. And then we just... Yeah, and you're hooked. I mean, winning a horse race, is, there's no other feeling, right? So... We ended up buying another horse named Sky Riding, and uh, and then over time, um, you know, got into the two-year-old game. But at, at, the, at the beginning, it was all it was all claimers. You you enjoy the claiming game. You you did get involved in two-year-olds, and then I noticed. I mean, you weren't around for a while, or maybe you were, and you were just quiet. But um, all, where did you go? What turned you off? Uh, nothing really turned me off. I mean, I was still involved, you know, with him with horses i've just you know you get on a on a little bit of a, a, a bad luck streak and you just kind of back out a little bit and kind of regroup and that you know that's all i was really doing well let's talk specifically about cz rocket because you've, you've got to be excited this is one of those what i'll call like top level amazing claims and um there you know you can count them on probably two hands claim claiming horses that all of a sudden end up in the breeders cup when you first did you bring this horse to pete's attention i know he ran at churchill for 40 he was a back classer who had had really run well in the past and then kind of looked like his his career was derailing uh what did you see in cz rocket that made you drop for 40 
I was following CZ for, for a while. I mean, I, I remember when he when he actually came out to Santa Anita and ran into Malibu a few mm-hmm. years ago. He, he was he was kind of like the talk of the the, the race at that time. Um, he, I don't think he was the favorite, but I think he was like one of the top two choices. But and uh, and, and I didn't follow all his races, but anytime his name popped up, I kind of paid attention. And uh, he was always a good horse. And and to be honest with you, he. They dropped him in for a hundred. The race before, I claimed them for forty, and I approached Pete then, and wow. and, and Pete kind of said, "Hey, he's not going to run any good today." You know, I think he was seven to one, and uh, you know they're they're probably going to drop him in cheaper next time. So we waited, and they did, and uh, we dropped him <laughs> for forty, uh, and uh, so Pete saved me like sixty grand there. But um, but really, I mean, I I just thought a horse that we could run back for, you know, for forty, fifty thousand dollars that, you know, could win, you know, when you're claiming, you're not thinking breeders cup or really even stakes races. You're just, you know, when I claim I'm looking for a horse that you could run back at the same level and win the race. And, uh, um, and that's what we actually, that's what we did. We ran it back for 50 and he won. So it was, so the, it was, uh, the day that you ended up claiming him and you approached Pete again, did he have to call you and be like, Oh, look, I told you this horse would be in for cheaper. Or did you call him and you're like, look, now he's in for cheaper. Let's get him this time. Oh no, I was excited. I called him. I called him like whatever the three days since the DRF came out and I saw he was in, Hey, he's in for 40. Let's get him. So, um, and, and, and I was already clean and it was at actually Oakland and uh, we were already, I was already looking to claim horses there. So we were already all set up to claim. So we didn't have to do any crazy running around trying to move money or, or get, uh, you know, get license or anything. We, we were already there. So it was kind of easy, but, um, but yeah. He, and the other thing too was, you know, they gelded them right before they, right before they ran them for a hundred, which, mm-hmm. you know, the, that's kind of, that's kind of weird gelding a six-year-old, but, um, but I figured, you know, they're still trying to improve the horse. So I figured even though he had a couple bad races, um, and, you know, I've heard, you know, I've saw some things where he had 11, you know, this horse hasn't won 11 times. He, he, he hasn't won in 11 races before we claimed him, but he, you know, two races, three races back, he, before we claimed him, he, he ran a 104 buyers, top buyer. So, and that was in November of last year. Um, and we were more looking at that. And his next out, he, he was in the slop. So I kind of crossed that one out. Uh, and then uh, and then his, his next two were not good. Don't get me wrong. And But we kind of, you know, I already kind of made up my mind I was going to claim him. So... Did you, you know, interesting, yeah. it's interesting, this is uh, Tom Cagle here on the uh, Horse Ownership Experience, it's interesting, when you go to claim, I mean, I know what we do, we put a lot into it, we look at sheets, we look at form, we look at videos, we try to get information about the horse, did you have any information going in on this horse that you can talk about, you may not want to, it's totally up to you, um, going in and saying, hey, I think if we do X, this might this might turn this horse around? Um, from a training perspective, no, but from the numbers, I mean, the first thing I, when, when I'm looking, you know, to claim I'll, I'll, I'll use DRF. And secondly, I, I go to thoroughgraph sheets and the Raggison sheets and I compare all three and make sure the numbers, you know, you know, one, one is not favoring, you know, they're all three kind of consistent and, uh, and he was, you know, when he ran well, they, you know, he got good numbers across the board. It wasn't just one time. And, um, and I was actually 
following the sprint division. So I, I claimed line judge last year in the sprint division. Then I claimed curate and then I claimed curate back. Um, okay. So you're very familiar with this, though. with the, so, so you're comparing sheets, you're comparing the sheet numbers to the other horses that he will have to run against and, and you know where you can kind of go. I guess my question is, is, and listen, uh, trainers, a uh, new environment, it could be a million things that change. Do you know what Pete did to, to obviously change the horse of this horse's career? Because honestly, this is a different horse in his last three or four starts than he was before you claimed him. I mean, that's just obvious. Oh yeah. No, and, and I don't, I mean, I'm one of those owners who just stay out of, of the trainer's way, you know, and Pete could run this horse wherever he wants. You know, I just have a hundred percent trust and, you know, and, you know, I picked Pete cause you know, I see how hard he works and, you know, and he, and he really wants to, you know, how much he wants to win and, uh, you know, and, and I just let him do his thing, but I, I, I don't get like involved in, in, sure. in the details and, so, uh, nor do I want to. So back to when. Sorry. That's okay. Um, back to when you claimed him, did you have to shake for him? Uh, no, no. And uh, the next time out, obviously, he won. Did Pete know, like, going into that race that he was going to be doing good? Or did he just say, oh, let's, let's see if he fits in this spot? Um, like, when did Pete call it. you and say, he's doing good? Yeah, yeah. When did you bet? <laughs> That's what we want to know. Did you bet? No. <laughs> it was, uh, I think it was uh, after after he broke the track record at Keeneland. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was he, pretty uh, good. After, so, after, so uh, not before. <laughs> no, he, uh, but I mean, we, after we ran him for 50, one by five, and, and we, you know, a share was a good horse we beat there. And, um, you know, we bumped him up to 62 and he was available again. And, uh, um, you know, and he won by, you know, four and a half or five again. And after and then, breaking uh, slow. Yeah. And, and that was one of his issues is, is the horse, you know, he, he, you know, knock on wood, the last two races, he, he's broke great. But, um, but prior to that, he, he was breaking terrible. So, um, you know, and we, we finally got him coming out of the gate, you know, he actually came out on the gate on top in the, uh, San Diego Sprint Championship. So that was, that was really uh, it's good to see. Is there, listen, now you're set to go to the Breeders' Cup. You've got six weeks. What do you do in these six weeks other than like what a psychopath like I do and start like watching videos of every horse we're going to run against, uh, pulling up thoroughgraph that I don't really need to just so I get, do you, are you just so pumped up right now? Or are you just like, eh, you know, it's, it's another race and, uh, you know, we might be the favorite in the Breeders' Cup sprint. No, I'm still, uh, I'm still on that high of uh, watching the the Santa Anita sprint over and over and over. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> what, how many times are you up to? So, and then uh, I, you know, I'll, I'll I'll start to to branch out and start watching the other horses. You know, we got uh, I think Thursday uh, Yopon runs at uh, sure at Pimlico. I'll watch that race, and and then you you know you start comparing. And uh, Friday we got. Uh, the Phoenix running at Keeneland. So, um, so then you start, you know, I'll, I'll, I'm the same way. I mean, I'm so excited. It's just unbelievable. I mean, I can't even concentrate on work. You know, what? you just, you, you, excuse me. Sorry, go ahead. Michelle, uh, why, why you keep you cutting know, him off? I just, Try I, to get I, in I before just, you talk. I'm not talking. I'm yeah. just listening. <laughs> so I, I can't concentrate on work. I'm just, you know, you end up, 
pulling up the form or starting watching videos. And that's, uh, you know, that's, that's the fun of it. It's just, you know, and then having, um, you know, Gary and, and uh, Saul actually bought into the horse and, uh, you know, texting back and forth with, with them is, is now pretty fun, you oh, know, great. just getting well, the, get when the did numbers they, from the you know, when, from the race, when did they so. all buy in? Was it after the San Diego Sprint Championship or before? No, it was a couple of days before. It was last week. Oh, that's fantastic! And who and, and who called who? Did was this a obviously Gary Hartunian? I assume you're talking about um, who is one no, of people. No, Gary Barber. Oh, Gary Barber. Yeah, it was Gary yeah. Barber. Oh, I'm sorry. I apologize to Gary Barber. So Barber and yeah. Human. I mean, you, you're now with like the serious big boys. Yeah, and it's uh, it was it was cool that uh, you know they wanted they wanted in. So you know, then you kind of realize, wow, this horse is something when you got guys like that trying to trying to get in too. So. Which race was most exciting for you? Um, well, the Pat O'Brien was, was on my birthday. So we were in Vegas and, and there was probably 30 of us at the Caesar sport book. So we went crazy there. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, so that was, uh, that was out of control. And then, um, and then the, the, you know, Santa Anita, they, they only let us have a couple guys there. So it was just me and me and a couple buddies and, we were, uh, we went down on the apron and, you know, you start at the 16th pole and you're kind of rooting them home and then you end up running with them all the way home. (laughs) I'd like to see that. There's not many, not many sports, uh, you know, you can get three grown men jumping up and down, screaming and running down the, you know, running down uh, the horses. But, uh, when you, it's, it's super, super exciting. And isn't that what it's all about? I mean, this is why we do this, right? I mean, this is our show is called the Horse Ownership Experience, and that's why we ask about experiences. And uh, you said it already. There's nothing like winning a horse race, and it just amplifies when it's a race like the San Diego Sprint Championship and heading to the Breeders' Cup. Yeah, and you and you don't have to get big pieces. I mean, I, you know, I want two of my friends. They don't own anything of the horse, and you know, they're just as excited as you are, um, just being being part and knowing you know, knowing the horse and knowing the story behind it. So it's, it's, there's, I, I mean, it, I can't think of anything that's as exciting as this. Now, does this ruin claiming for you where you're like, okay, the last horse I picked out, Pete, uh, you know, one, two, greatest six is going to the Breeders' Cup. Like the next thing, if you're like, I want this 12-5 claimer, what can you do with him? Or <laughs> Exactly. Come on. We got one for 40. We made the Breeders' Cup. Let's try a, Let's try one for 25. Sure. Right. Uh, <laughs> Pete no, can do it. I, I mean, I could, Yes, exactly. He's pretty good. But I, um, yeah, I just really, I mean, a lot of the fun that I also get out of it is, is, is claiming and just sticking the horse. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just doing your, doing your homework and spending the time and, um, you know, that you, know, you get home at night and you know, I grab my iPad and I start watching videos and start, you know, looking at numbers and, you know, you get excited to just waiting for the, the next, uh, you know, overnight to come out so you can see who's in. And I, and I, and actually, believe it or not, I've, I've had a little bit more fun actually doing it at Churchill and in, in Oakland, um, you know, because there, there's a lot more horses and, and, sure. and you know, the, the trainers, I think, are a little bit more aggressive with running their horses uh, back there right now just because all the, the issues we've had. But, um, but in the past, you know, there's no place like Santa Anita and running a horse here. So hopefully, hopefully we get back to where we were, you know, a couple of years ago. So not only did you qualify for one Breeders' Cup, you actually are a win and you're in for two Breeders' Cup races. 
I, I, I can imagine there's not really a debate on which race he's going to go in, but that's got to be a kind of a cool position. Yeah, that's awesome. And yeah, we're, we're going to go to the sprint. So um, oh, you heard it here first, guys. <laughs> if you didn't know, CZ Rocket going to the sprint. Hey, Wait, did they, to be did... fair, I did see that someone said, I bet you he could win both. <laughs> oh, that's good. Do they let you keep the free money on the other one? On the other for the other I... one? <laughs> I, I I said they said no, but I, then I asked, "Hey, can I can I use it for uh, for the party?" And uh, they they said, "Oh, they're giving us ten thousand dollars for the travel expenses." There you go. Use some of that. <laughs> there you go. So, there you go. Uh, that that is it's so cool. And you know, you, you said something, and Michelle, I think you and I talked about this recently on the show. I said that I get more nervous when I'm claiming a horse than I do when I'm running a horse. Because there's something about the unknown, and there's something about how badly you want to be right. That's what I say, Tom. Is that similar to your? Do, do you feel that same kind of? It's almost like anxiety. It's like, oh God, I hope I'm right here. Oh, a hundred percent. And and especially when you you know when you're when you're the one that picked it, or and you're asking for partners, you know, and um, you know, I, I I partner a lot with with Ken Shaw, and I'll call him, hey, I really like this horse, and you know, you just, you, you want to, you, you, you just want to prove yourself and, and, and do right by people you ask to join you in, in this. And, um, you know, and it's, it's, it's hard to do, but you know, when you get one, you know, you might, you might fail five or six times, but when you do get one that comes back and wins for you, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's fun. I mean, and even if it's a $25,000 claimer or, you know, or, you know, $50,000 claim, it really doesn't matter to me. It's, you know, it's, it's the whole process is sure. what is exciting. It's, it's, it's like taking a handicapping, you know, one race at a time, but it, it's like magnifying that because not only are you trying to, you're not just trying to pick the winner, you're trying to pick a, a horse that'll win his next start and the next start, and you have to plan and see where you're going to go. I think it's, I think it's an amazing game and I hope it never goes away, but who knows with uh, what 2020 or 2021 brings, um, you know, we don't know how long claiming is going to last, but, um, Tom, don't say that. It's no. true. It's right. true. Tom, we when we when we close these interviews, we ask uh, for some advice. Uh, we think a lot of people who listen to our show are people who are talking about getting into or thinking about getting into horse ownership. What kind of advice would you give them? What's the best advice? I would say, you know, find find a, a trainer that you trust, and and you know, because you, you have to, uh, you really have to listen to them and. Um, and learn about learn about the game and the best way to, to do that honestly is 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 joining you know grabbing a small piece with with somebody like little red feather and and you know tasting it and you know and it gives you a chance to to get in the game and understand you know a different side of it we'd like you to know that this was not sponsored uh tom <laughs> said that on his own i did not even warn him to say that tommy honestly i've known you for a long time uh we appreciate you thanks for being in the game and, and we're excited for you to go take cz rocket to the breeders cup because you will be the second uh former claimer in the breeders cup uh uh we, because red king is going so we have oh, a lot awesome. of, yeah awesome. so we have a lot in common we want to win and you're in this summer so we're gonna have to kind of we might have to hang out at, at keeneland we might have a, a little claiming party. Might have to claim. Yeah, you guys might have to claim a horse. I think we should. Yeah. I think it's something to consider. Exactly. Tom Kegel, great job with CZ Rocket. Congratulations, and and really appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you, guys. Thank you. That's Tom Kegel. Bye-bye. We'll be right back after this. Midnight storm, striking sire line. 
grade one winner by Pioneer of the Nile, just like champion freshman sire American Pharaoh. Striking speed, 110 by 133 and one. Seven time graded stakes winner on dirt and turf, defeated 10 grade one winners, including champion Accelerate. Midnight Storm, a tailor-made stallion. Look for his first yearlings this year. And we're back on the horse ownership experience. Billy Koch, Michelle Yu, Michelle Yu, Michelle Yu. It, it's really all about you. You should have your own podcast that's really just called All About, about You. Don't you no. think? No. That'd be no so awesome. To uh, Tom Cagle, very interesting story. Uh, he's a cool guy. Obviously, you know, I like his attitude that it's, you know, he, he, he seems like, I know he probably gets really excited, but he's kind of level-headed. Could you tell yeah. that? You know, mm-hmm. and he's, yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't let his emotions overrule him like you do. Yeah, no, no I'm a disaster. Uh, he's but and 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 he's done did a great job. And listen, I don't know what Pete's done for this horse. Um, well, I, one thing was put him back to sprinting. Yeah, I, I've heard different stories, and I don't want to talk rhetoric on this show. Um, I, I've talked to Pete. Pete said, you know, he he's done different things during his training. He says he's you know jogs him and he ponies him. He doesn't do a lot of galloping. Um, other things, just you know, change his routine, and and that's up to Pete to say. But obviously, uh, he has turned this horse around, and he will be one of the favorites in the Breeders' Cup Sprint come November seventh at Keeneland Racecourse in Kentucky. Michelle. What did we miss last week? I felt like it was kind of a quiet weekend. Was uh, it? Yeah, well, I mean, we had a lot of races this this last weekend at Santa Anita because it was our big win in year in weekend with right. the postponed opening day um, and then What's some. The so we, Why doesn't it feel bigger? Is it just because fans aren't there? Is that I mean, not on? only fans, but like even owners, you know, yeah. we're, we're, we're not bringing a bunch of guests. There's not like normally the paddock would be jammed full of people and then you'd be in the winter circle and celebrate and you hear people go, woo, you know, right now because of our COVID rules, we can't really have that on track attendance. And so it does feel like when you win and you have to stand in the middle of the racetrack and it's like Nate Newby on one side and like the trainer and like six <laughs> right. feet away, the owner, and that's like kind of it, you right. know, right. it doesn't feel as momentous, I guess you could say, as it does when you have a hundred people thundering down the stairs screaming and jumping right. up and down i guess that's what it is but i did love improbable and i think you and i talked yeah. about that and i told that you was that. uh that was a crazy good race for improbable he <clears throat> so when you looked at it on paper it's set up for him perfectly perfectly but i did not expect for him to be as far back as he was I didn't after either. the race i watched the race with drayden and like turning into the backside when he was like nine lengths back, I told him I was worried for you at this point. <laughs> yeah, and he looked like he didn't really like the dirt. He kind of took him outside. Um, we're talking about the Grade One Awesome again awesome that was again. won by Improbable, who is owned by uh, Windstar, China Horse Club, at all trained by Bob Baffert, and defeating uh, Maximum Security, Maximum Security only a second lifetime loss. I wasn't crazy about Max going into this race. Uh, thought he ran pretty hard last time at Del Mar. And I, I think right now, Michelle, uh, you have to say that Improbable's prob- probably, that sounds so funny, going to be the favorite in the Breeders' Cup Classic off that you know, race. The, the bad thing about, I, probably, yes. Um, I think that you can definitely give Max a pass because he had just kind of a brutal trip the entire way around there. It was just not set up on paper for him as well. And I don't love the ride he got from Saez, who came in to ride him personally. Um, but, you know, here's uh, Improbable has gotten so much better. You know, the thing that could still beat him is when they go to Keeneland and they're somewhere new, he was he's still bad in the gate. He I really mean, is. you even saw him in this, like he's rearing up and 
Now it's kind of like old hat. Like people come to expect he's going to do that. But you go somewhere new. It's a big day. There's going to be atmosphere. All he has to do is rear at the wrong time. Or you know what I mean? Like Right, right. But it's it, actually it, could, it, it might be the best, best thing for him that there's not going to be a crowd. You know what I mean? Like that could actually work in his favor. Yeah, I don't think it's the crowd that makes him nervous. I think it's just the pressure. Okay. Well, I think he's a really, really good horse. He's extremely he fast. He looked super good, didn't he? And I think he's definitely the one to uh, to beat in the Breeders' Cup Classic. Also, I on mean, Saturday. what did he win by ten? I have no idea. It was like I just I was so happy because I had lost every single penny that I bet the entire day and just bet the rest of all my money on Improbable. Well, can I say, uh, watching the race, like, take the 101, when he turned for home in front, I was sitting one table down from Sam, and I was like, oh, Sam, your Sam. horse is going to steal this <laughs> I, know. I couldn't even. Uh, I we like, always root for Sam. Cow. Sam is the best. And she was so thrilled. She was like, well, that was a thrill, wasn't it? That was great. I mean, that was pretty darn cool no. to get to see him run was... that well. I mean, you know, he ran fourth, but, like, was well beaten. But to, for him to turn for home in front was exciting. It was very exciting. Let's just go through the day at Santa Anita really quick. I just pulled it up, Michelle. We started with the Unzip Me Stakes. That was won by Bulletproof One, owned by Gary Barber, Eclipse Thoroughbreds, and Watchful. Still won't Watchful. come on our show. Still won't Still come won't on our show. On our show. Yeah, where's Gary Barber? But uh, this filly's really, really fast. Uh, she was the favorite. She just basically went to the front and never looked back. And that's what she does every single uh, time, it seems like. Um, the next stake was the uh, – there's this little filly. I don't know if you've heard of her, Michelle. Her name is Princess Noor. Nope, doesn't ring Haven't a bell. Heard of her. Well, okay, she won. You... She won the Chandelier, which is a Grade Two, and it was a, a get her an all expense pays into the Breeders' Cup fillies, uh, two year old fillies, and she only won by eight and a quarter this time. Only I say because I think in her previous start she could have won by thirty. Right. Uh, and she is just something special. She was purchased for I believe one point two five, one point three, one point three seven five, one point Gary Young on behalf of uh, Zadan Racing Stables, uh, ridden by Victor Espinosa, trained by Bob Baffert, and this filly is certainly going to be your favorite in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and deservingly so. Oh, she's just she's someone's going to have to jump up big time to yeah, beat her. She's and I'll be honest with you, she didn't look like a superstar when she uh, came over. Her hair coat had started to turn a little bit, like. She, you know, I was like thinking, oh, maybe they could beat her today, but she just ran them off their absolute feet. In 2019, uh, Little Red Feather and Mirth took the Grade One Rodeo Drive in wire-to-wire fashion, and mm-hmm. in a very similarly run race, Mucho Unusual, a cowbred owned by George Kikorian, takes the Grade One Rodeo Drive wire to wire Juan Hernandez, who is red hot right now, um, uh, for an e- relatively easy victory. Tim Yachtin. That was a buddy. pretty cool race because overall I thought it was a very competitive field and she just, they, they let her go on the front end when there's no speed in that race. Yep. They let her go and then you can finish when you're a good horse like that. What's the thing? So that what was is it? super Pace, exciting. What is it called? Pace, Pace makes the race. Pace makes the race. Have we said that one million times on our podcast? I think maybe two million times. Two million. Uh, the American Pharaoh is a grade one. It was a, a win and you're in for the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. It was won, again, by our friend Gary Barber, who refuses to come on the show. Get her number, who <laughs> ran like fourth in a turf race before winning this race. He went off at eight to one. He defeated Rombauer and Spielberg, who ended up going as the even money favorites, who was owned by the Avengers. Uh, a great training job by uh, Pete, Pete Miller who is, uh, we say him a lot, 
And uh, so, gee, I felt I, like the key to that race really was the fact that um, Weston was the, scratched. Weston was scratched. Yeah, yep, the, the, the two key. horses that ran one and two had a route race under their belts. Yep. Tell Olivia. Uh, this yeah, is Olivia's a, here. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. This is a uh, a son of Dialed In. Uh, out of a Bernstein mare and Gary Barber, he wins a lot of races. So congratulations to them. Um, the next, on the next one was the uh, uh, John Henry Turf Championship, and United went off at four to five. And very similar to the Rodeo Drive, they just let him cruise around there, and he won very easily and very impressively over uh, Originaire and another mystery. He's owned by Ellen J. Foxwoods, trained by Richard Mandela, and ridden by Flavian Pratt. Flavian, can I just say, yeah, like. Come on, guys. You're going to let United I mean, get really. on the lead by themselves? And like, someone had to go, right? Nope. Nope. Might as well just hand him the race. I yeah. mean, he was a favorite, so it was like it was logical. But, like, you don't just let the best horse in the race go up with no challenge. Interesting. I'm looking at the fractions, the split times right now. Yeah. And you're going to like this. 24-57, <laughs> 24-50, 24-13. 23-26, He ran each fraction, each quarter mile faster than the previous one. Secretariat did that in the Belmont. Yeah, that's pretty wild though. He's listen. Let's let's not take anything away from United. I mean, Red King did beat him uh, on the square in the uh, Delmar handicap, but they'll get the rematch in the Breeders' Cup, and we'll see what happens. And ours is paid for, so we're gonna move on. <laughs> We talked about the awesome again going to Improbable. The actual owners are Windstar, China Horse Club, and SF Racing. Um, what a day at Santa Anita. I'm tired uh, of just talking about it. Wait, what about the, uh, the, the Tokyo City? Oh, was that the next day or is that that day? Did I miss that one? Uh, it might have been the no, next day. No, it was day. the next day. Tokyo City went to uh, Cupid's Claws. A former claimer. A Actually, former first claimer. off the claim for uh, Craig DeLossi and... He had never been on, on dirt. dirt. Yes. It's amazing. That was pretty cool. I thought that was a very cool uh, situation to happen. I didn't get to see Craig after, but I'm sure he was excited. Uh, I'm sure he was very excited. And Craig Delossi, little known, uh, kind of a secret uh, race uh, Raiders fan. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Likes the Raiders. Vegas Raiders. So there you go. Congratulations to that crew. Um, Michelle, what do we have uh, coming up this weekend? We have big races everywhere. I mean, Keeneland starting. I don't even know if we have time to go through. And we have this little thing called the Preakness. Uh, yeah, the Preakness. So it's our final leg of the Triple Crown, and it's going to be an interesting race for sure. We will have the Kentucky Derby winner in there, but there's not going to be a rematch with Tis the Law. He's opting to bypass. However, Swiss Skydiver has come into the race. Steve Asmussen's running a trio of horses. Art Collector, who was, I would say, probably one of the favorites, if not the second choice for the Derby, um, is going to be back in after being sidelined for the Derby itself. So it's, it's really going to be a good race because you're getting some fresh faces for Authentic to have to show down with. Michelle, I'm going to give you a choice. You ready? Okay. Authentic or the field? Go. Uh, for the win or for, for the like win? No, for the lose. Yes, for the win. <laughs> Um, authentic. I think authentic wins. Uh, you know what? Gosh darn it! I was gonna say that. I <laughs> we see we don't prep, so we can't make these. Ar- All right, make an argument that he lose. How does he lose? How does he lose? He loses because art collector sends Swiss side skydiver sends 
and they think Authentic wants to sit behind, but he doesn't like the situation, and then he gets rank. Okay. That's a good that's a good scenario. I agree. I, I would agree with you. I think you're you're right on the money. So big races at Pimlico, big races in New York, uh big races at Keeneland, big races Santa out Anita. here. We have uh the yeah, Gold the City of Hope Mile and the Swing Time Stakes on Saturday. Uh, the Zuma City, Beach and the Surfer Girl on Sunday. For two year olds. City uh, City of Hope Mile is a really good race. Uh Mo Fors is back in there. He was so impressive down in Del Mar. I'm sure he'll be a heavy favorite, but there are some other horses that can run in there. So um I don't think he's a, a complete lock. But uh, again, that's Pete Miller. And owned by our good friend Nofrio Pecoraro and Barry yeah, Abrams. Who I think Nofrio. I finally get to meet. You will get to meet Onofrio. That's I awesome. I get to meet him. Um also, don't rem- don't forget there is the Charity First Handicapping Challenge this weekend for Santa Anita, and we're going to be doing the Preakness, Preakness at home for first bet. So we're going to be actually having cameras on two riders in both the Black Eyed Susans and the Preakness, wow. and we get to watch the race from the rider's view. That's pretty cool. Do you know what horse right? is there? No. Uh, for sure, Thousand Words and Bonnie South, and okay. then um, I think Art Collector. We were waiting to hear back um, uh, an affirmation from the owner. Are you going to get your pre-con? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to get my pre-con. What does that mean? Get your pre- um, Is that from that song? Get your pre-con. Get yeah, your get pre-con. Your pre-con. Yeah. Because uh, the Preakness Enfield used to be a pretty wild place to go. <sighs> Don't you remember Kegasis? Yes, Kegasis. I, you know what? I like the Preakness. I feel it's so strange having it in October. Right? As bizarre. the last leg of the This whole year done. is so bizarre. All right. Thank you to all our sponsors. Santa Anita, Del Mar, TaylorMade Stallions, our buddy Tra- uh, Travis White. He's the man. Uh, Michelle, you're always a joy to, to talk to, even if it's only for a short time. Tom Cagle, do it for joining us. Thank you so much for coming on, talking about CZ Rocket and the claiming game. And uh, we'll hit you back next week. We'll have, uh, we'll have somebody new, hopefully, from one of the big races this weekend. Woohoo! Woohoo! You know, you usually say bye. Yeah, but that's like when you say bye. Oh, I say, I bye. say bye first? Yeah. All right, bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs>